Welcome to the What Are You Reading podcast, our inaugural episode on the podcast today. Our good friend Bob Borty, owner and uh, I guess ringleader of Atlanta Vintage Books. I'm Tim Rhodes. And I'm Ian North. And uh, we are very happy to be uh, to be doing this. This is our first first episode, so we're going to see what happens. We have no idea. Anything can happen. It's all up in the air. Especially uh, with Bob Rorty. Yes. Totally unscripted. Especially with Bob. And I feel totally. like this is the perfect like first episode, I think, uh, guest for um, for this podcast. We are just so excited about this. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our guest, before we start talking to Bob, we want to kind of introduce ourselves. Um, again, my name is Tim, and I am a, an international audio video producer uh, living here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, my name's Ian North. I have a uh, big passion for the city of Atlanta. I've been living here for about eight years uh, and working in the neighborhood with immigrants and refugees. Uh, care a lot about what happens and have met a lot of really interesting people in the city while I've lived here. And that mm-hmm. was sort of part of the inspiration for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're that's funny. A perfect segue. We wanted to kind of give a little background. We, I think, uh, I, I mean, I think this kind of combines sort of like some some multiple loves of ours. We love uh, media. We love uh, video, audio production, but we also absolutely love books and love reading. And, and I think Ian and I, we feel like most great conversations at some point in our talk, we we ask each other just naturally, "Hey, what are you what are you reading right now?" And I think it goes for any any good conversation. It has to kind of include that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Pretty much every episode, we're gonna have a guest on, uh, not necessarily even in the literary field necessarily, but um, somebody who uh, who's just a, a person of interest, someone we really look up to and admire, and also who loves to read, and we want to find out what they're reading currently and how that kind of connects uh, with their professional life, with their personal life, what what it means to them at the moment. So. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Well, I'd like to introduce uh, our guest today. Um, when I first moved into this neighborhood, and I live in the Shambly doraville area along Buford Highway, I was just looking around for places to hang out. And I saw this, uh, this bookstore called Atlanta Vintage Books with a big green awning on the outside. And I walked in, and I met the proprietor, And I think I asked one question, and we had about an hour-long conversation that (laughs) followed. Um, Bob Rorty has has established, with his uh, wife and partner, Jan, Mm -hmm. um, has established this bookstore. And it's sort of a community hub for a lot of different things. They have a lot of different reading groups that come in here. I know a lot of the uh, immigrant children that we work with love to come in this bookstore and look around. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had reading groups and writing groups here as well. Um, so Bob, thanks for creating community in this neighborhood. Thanks for being here. We love Atlanta Vintage mm-hmm. Books. We plan to record all our episodes here. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Anyway, let me introduce you to the great Bob Rorty, and uh, we're going to start asking him some questions about what he has read and what he's reading. Thanks for having me, guys. So I guess first, before almost before we get into books, why, can you give us a little, almost a, a, a slice of uh, just your background as far as why why books or why buy books or why own a bookstore how did that how did that all begin well i've always been a reader and uh, i've got my mother to thank for that uh, she used to read for an hour a day and she had 10 kids <laughs> <laughs> she would put the older ones in charge keep them quiet for at least an hour i'm gonna read and and so she encouraged reading and so i've always I've always read, and you know, the back of a cereal box 
back in the day, you yeah. know. Uh, but to to make a living, I was in the printing business mm-hmm. um, for thirty years, and you know, it it kind of worked along with books because in printing, of course, you can produce anything. And Jan mm-hmm. and I at one time actually had a small, very small publishing company, but soon right. discovered that you got to have a lot of money, which we didn't have, uh, <laughs> yeah. to be a publisher. And you mm. have to be prepared to watch it just fly away. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we weren't prepared for that. Uh, oh, well, we did publish a few books, and mm-hmm. um, so, you know, we got that going for us, right? Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, Jan's a graphic designer, and, and I was in printing, and so we had an appreciation for physical books, mm. paper, ink, type, you know, all the friends we had. Yeah. They were, you know, in graphics or in finishing, or, you know, we have a very good friend who teaches type design and she's retiring this year. So, you know, it all it all kind of tied together. And, of course, any reading person goes, wow, wouldn't it be great to own a bookstore? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So many people absolutely. say that, you know. <laughs> right. And sure. then they say to me, but, you know, I couldn't sell the books. Hmm. And I'd go, yeah, well, you wouldn't make it then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got to be willing to sell the books, yeah. and they go, "Yeah, I know, but I mean, I just love books so much." I mm-hmm. said, "Well, yeah, don't ho- don't have a bookstore. Yeah. If you love them, let them go. If yeah. you love them, let them go. That's right." People people say to me, "You've heard me say this a million times." Mm-hmm. They go, "So, what's your favorite book?" And I go, "The one you're buying uh, is my favorite. That's book. Awesome. Yeah, it's the best one. It's the best book. So, I love that book. I've been really, I've been really curious to know. So, like." It's. I mean, obviously, just talking to you, you can hear your love for books and uh, this bookstore. And I know, I don't know, I'm not sure how this, what the state of bookstores were like when you bought the store. But I know up until really recently, there's been almost a steady decline in bookstores. Books, you know, stores closing all over the place, right and left. What What has it been about Atlanta Vintage that's made it kind of stand out and weather through some of the more difficult times as far well, as you know, selling? Well, you know, I was in print management and working on call 24 hours a day a lot of pressure you can never do it quick enough or cheap enough and Mm -hmm. jane's a graphic designer and of course her deadlines are crazy too and one day we were sitting around talking and i said what are we doing this for i mean we don't have kids we tried to have kids but that didn't happen and and i said we're not trying to leave a legacy or anything for our kids we don't have kids why don't we just do what we want to do and we'd always talked about a bookstore. Yeah. And it just so happened Jan read in the paper that Atlanta Vintage Books was for sale. And I had been here one one time. And uh, so we went over and took a look at it. And you know what? We just knew. Hmm. You know, I mean, it was a combination of used books, primarily hardcover, mm-hmm. Right used books and collectible books Hmm. so you know you had different streams of income coming in not to mention the online business and so we looked at it (laughs) he told us how much he wanted and of course he was a motivated seller at the time because we were just 
exclaiming all over the place about the place. And uh, we walked out and said, if we don't do this, we'll regret it for the rest of our lives. So that was early December. By February 2nd, we owned it. And, you know, people were taught conventional knowledge, conventional wisdom at the Mm -hmm. time was, oh, you know, the Kindle, the electronic book, you know, books are going away. And I was like, that's not going to happen. You know, I just knew, I just knew in my own mind that that was not going to happen. And this bookstore had been primarily geared towards collectors and you know with the generations dying off and that sort of thing and the economy being the way it was we had to broaden you know the scope and so we did so we now this was during the recession right oh yeah we bought it in 2007 <laughs> oh god <laughs> whoa <laughs> and the economy crashed the following year so <laughs> Yeah, oh. we never were like, oh my God, you know. But <laughs> but we did say to each other, if we have to sleep in the basement, we'll sleep in the basement. You right. Know? But wow. We're going to make this work. Yeah. Wow. And and fortunately, it was just the two of us, so we were the only people we were responsible yeah. for. So you know, if we'd had kids, it might have been a different story. Yeah. But uh, no, and and you had bookstores closing all over mm-hmm. all over all over the country, and yeah. then Borders announced they were closing. And uh, I remember the newspapers called us up, and they were calling everybody. But <laughs> they said, so what's your reaction to Borders closing? I said, well, if I was going to open a bookstore, this would be a great time to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they were like, really? I said, yeah. They didn't go out of business because they weren't selling books. Yeah. They went out of business because they had a bad business model. Yeah. And mm. Our business increased, wow. and uh, uh, after they closed. But uh, I always tell people it's kind of a word of mouth thing, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah. and people say, "So how's it going?" And I go, "Well, the longer I stay open, the longer I stay open." Yeah. <laughs> Which we're only as good as the day's receipts. You know? Yeah, but that's <laughs> basically right. what it is. Yeah. And uh, but we, Jan and I, both love books, and we love the people. That love books mm-hmm. because they're invariably highly educated or at least educated mm-hmm. and very interesting people yeah. yeah i think that's one of the things like that question we're both passionate about is what are you reading and this is one of the safe sp- safe spaces to walk into the building and ask yeah. anybody whether you know them or not mm-hmm. what are you yeah. reading yeah um and i love the conversation that that goes on in here I was wondering if we could kind of move into your reading life now. We mm-hmm. want to dig in. We were yes. we're speaking truth to power <laughs> oh, here. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Quick. So let's talk about books that, like, is there, can you remember reading a book uh, maybe a little after you were in diapers? Young Bob Rorty. Can you remember reading a book and, and it dawning on you as you were reading it, oh, this is what a book can do? Yeah. Can you remember what book introduced you to the power of literature, fiction mm. or non? I'm just curious. Yes, I can. Wow. And uh, you guys might have heard this story before, but it bears retelling. Okay. Um, Hopalong Cassidy's Protege, right? Uh-huh. I was maybe eight, nine, ten, right? And we had a bunch of books laying around the house, you know, Nobody owned them, you know, it wasn't my brother's book or anything. It was just there. And so I picked this up and I started, it's a Western. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? And we all know who Hopalong Cassidy is. Well, it turns out that I discovered much later that this author invented Hopalong Cassidy, right? Yeah. Which, you know, as you get older, you realize that content is everything, and movies and television have to have a source of content, right? Uh, and yeah. in, inevitably, it's books, yeah. right? Elmore Leonard, right. we talked yeah. about Elmore Leonard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so, anyway, I'm reading this book, and I'm 10 years old, right? Yeah. And they're riding horses, shooting guns, <laughs> camping out, yeah. right? And every meal is either bacon and flapjacks or bacon and eggs and coffee. What's not to like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is great for a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. And it's a great story. This is a great story. It's a quest, you know? And yeah. Hopalong Cassidy's protege, this young guy that he was trying to bring along, is out trying to catch the guys that wounded Hopalong, right? And one by one, he gets them, right? There was eight of them, and he's got seven of them. So I'm reading this book, and he's making his way up the canyon wall, going to get the last guy, Shanghai, right? And I turn the page. The last four pages are missing. Oh, no. In the book. <gasps> oh. Oh, no. Oh. And, and I'm, you know. Oh, my goodness. I'm 10, right? Yeah. So even then, I kind of figured, well, you know, sure he got the guy, mm -hmm. you know. But it would have been kind of cool to know how, you know. Yeah. And, and so from time to time, I would go, that's why I came to Atlanta Vintage Books, looking for <laughs> that book. Yeah. Right? And I could never find it. Well, the first year we bought the bookstore, this guy came walking in with the complete set of everything this guy wrote. <laughs> wow. And Bob began to weep. <laughs> <laughs> so Jan's like, Bob, look. And, and I took it home and, you know, read it cover to cover. Yeah. She's like, so how was it? And I said, well, after 40 years, it's a little anticlimactic, but, <laughs> you know, I'm glad I got it, right? Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah. but I still have that book, right? Oh. Yeah. And I, I've probably read it 30 times. It's, uh. it's well-written. It's great dialogue. It's really funny. And because they're always, you know, these cowboys, I mean, they're cowpunchers, right? Yeah. And they're always playing tricks yeah. on each other and goofing off and and of course they're upright but you know they'll drink a glass of whiskey and you know they're not that upright yeah know? yeah and they'll play cards and cheat if they can you yeah know? Mm -hmm. but but it's a great story and it turns out later on the guy who invented Hopalong Cassidy was a civil servant from Brooklyn, New York wow oh, <laughs> he just invented this right yeah. wow. and you know, he made a lot of money when they made a movie out of it and a TV show and stuff like that. But he yeah. used to always say, never put anything in a book, in a work of fiction you can't prove. And so he would plot everything out oh. very, very carefully. Yeah. So that's one of the untold stories. So that had a big effect on me. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and That's I a think, great story. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things I, I love about coming here and having conversations with you is whether, whether the topic is uh, politics, which we have a lot of those talks these days, <laughs> um, fortunately or unfortunately, um, or history, or an Elmore Leonard novel. You take great delight in the narrative. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And I think uh, so. I was. I know we've talked at length about Elmore Leonard's oh, books. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to mention them, uh, and then uh, Tim, we can start asking about what what you're Absolutely. currently reading. But but what is it? Because I enjoy them too. What is it you love so much about Elmore Leonard's fiction, particularly the later mm-hmm. work? The dialogue. The dialogue. I'm, and you know, it's funny. It must be genetic because everybody in my family, they're all into dialogue. They they memorize it from a movie and they mm-hmm. quote it, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and, and I just like good snappy dialogue. And yeah. um, Elmore Leonard's great at it. And, uh, and, you know, what he said, I, they said, what's the secret of your success? And he said, I try to leave out the parts that people don't read. <laughs> which yeah. is great, you know, because mm-hmm. it's action and it's dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And everything else you imagine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everybody who reads, every different person who reads a book imagines it differently, yeah. which is yeah. great, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and I think it's why you can read an Elmore Leonard book that's great, and the movie adaptation can be either great or terrible, depending yeah. on how it's imagined and realized right. in, the, mm-hmm. right. in the film. Like uh, Jackie Brown, which is an adaptation of Rum Punch, right. is a great film. Yeah. It's great. And he made some changes, but he like some of the dialogue is just lifted from yeah. the... From the books and some of the other ones, you know, the the imagination wasn't there, but it really hinges on how well the reader yeah. can imagine the yeah yeah yeah. And you know, the other stuff that I read mostly history because mm-hmm. uh, I just want to know stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, it's important to to know history so that you can put what's happening today in context. Mm-hmm. Because if you were dropped into the United States or any country in the world, just fully formed, yeah. but not knowledgeable. You wouldn't know what the hell is going on, yeah. right? And But if you know history and you study history, and especially the last 100 years, you realize that a lot of the problems that we have today stem from decisions that were made at the turn of the century. And inevitably, a war... Yeah. You know, always a war, right? Yeah. And, uh, but it's, you know, you think to yourself, why did Hitler go into into Russia when Napoleon went into Russia? And it didn't mm-hmm. work then. So mm-hmm. what made him think? Yeah. <laughs> but hubris, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hubris. Oh, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Napoleon was a piker. I can do it. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah. and, you know, we go into Vietnam. It's like, never get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when we went into Iraq, it was like this guy 10 years younger than me said, don't you think we should go over there? And I said, what? We're going to be greeted as, as liberators for a week. Yeah. <laughs> After that, we're going to be the mm-hmm. occupiers. Mm-hmm. And 
everybody's going to beat up on us. You can't win. You can't win something yeah. like this. Don't do it. Right? It's been proven. Yeah. Look what, look what uh, England did when they went into Northern Ireland, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Every, the, the, the Catholics and the Protestants, the only thing they could agree on was that they hated the English. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the best of intentions it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, I think the other thing about history, and you touched on this too, is that like the interesting thing about reading it, and the reason I love people and hate them too, is that these huge forces, right, huge consequences, can hinge really on very personal, like the the landscape personality mm -hmm. of certain people. It's really interesting how like how big movements hinge on character traits or personal histories of really small, insignificant people. Um, which makes history a great story to read, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, a so. great story because you are you find out that, well, this guy that or this woman that is held up as a shining example actually lied and mm -hmm. was unscrupulous and mm -hmm. cheated. And you're like, oh, man, you know, the scales mm -hmm. have fallen from my eyes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah yeah and uh, the great thing about uh, the bookstore is everybody who comes in here knows a lot about something. Yeah, they may not no, be I... experts, but they know a lot about something because that's mm -hmm. their hobby or whatever. Yeah. All you have Any... to do is listen. Yeah, I feel like anytime I, I walk in, I by the time I leave, I've already learned something new. Or yeah. I've, yeah. Or, or or I've someone has suggested a new author I'd never heard of. And I'm blown. I'm just completely just surprised yeah. that I've yeah. never heard of this person. You know? yeah. And so it's I feel like any any time I come in, it's it's pretty much that way. I've learned something new and I've yeah. become wiser. Yes. <laughs> because become wiser. No. Which is the goal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, it was so interesting. This couple was in here the other day and the guy said, do you have any books on uh, edible plants? And I'm thinking maybe he's, you know, going to ground or you know, trying to prepare for the apocalypse or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I said, you know, check over in nature and and see. And then I went upstairs and I thought, Boy Scout manual. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I grabbed a Boy Scout manual oh, from awesome. 1950 or something and leafed through it. It's edible plants, right? Wow. <laughs> so I took it down to him and I said, here. <laughs> Everything you need to know about surviving in the wilderness is in a Boy Scout manual. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Now you get a lot of a lot of sort of interesting or off the beaten path kind of requests mm -hmm. for books. Um, can you give me one story of someone who just asked for a really strange book? <laughs> oh God, listen, we get them, you know, and and we always say never let the truth stand in the way of a good story. So I I take people at face value, you know, and so this guy came in. He was dressed all in black, right? And he was really pale. I mean, and you know, tattoos on his arms. And he said to me, um, do you have any books on Satanism? And I, <laughs> I said, um, yeah, the back wall, go down this aisle. So he went down and uh, a little while later he came back up and he spoke very <laughs> softly. And uh, he said, do you have anything older? And I said, like, like an old leather-bound book. 
He said, yeah, yeah. I said, maybe the uh, page edges are charred. He said, yeah, yeah, maybe you've got something like that. And I said, maybe it smells a little bit like sulfur. <laughs> he said, yeah, have you got anything like that? And I said, no. <laughs> I don't. What are you, nuts? Oh. Right? But I didn't say that. I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> but uh, we had a guy, honest to God. Now, now, this is the difference between men and women, my wife and I. This guy used to come in. During the day, during the week, his name was Harry, he would buy baseball books, books on baseball. Mm -hmm. One day he said to me, you know why I buy all these baseball books? I said, why? He said, my daughter is going to become the first female professional baseball player. I said, huh. well, that's good. You know, and being a typical guy, I didn't go any further, right? Yeah. Well, one day I wasn't there and, and Jan was checking them out. And she said, Harry, how old is your daughter? And he said, oh, she's, she's not born yet. <laughs> and, you know, Harry was a little long in the tooth. I mean, he was in his late 60s. Yeah. And she said, he said, in fact, I'm not even married. She said, <laughs> she said well, you better hurry up. <laughs> yeah. And he said, don't worry, I've got the girl all picked out. And she said, does she know? <laughs> and he said, no, but I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. So, oh but, you know, That's she fantastic. would say, you know, my wife would try to get details. You know, how old is your daughter? Blah, 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 blah. Making conversation. <laughs> Me? Psh, I don't care, you know. Yeah. Just, what book are you buying? What book question. are you buying? You know? That's all I uh, care about, right? Well, are you reading anything interesting right now? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Philip Kerr is a, a real favorite of mine. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, I always like these historical fictions that are, are uh, pretty realistic. And inevitably, like Martin Cruz Smith, it, there's a uh, hard-bitten detective, you know, in Moscow with Martin Cruz Smith, you know, Arkady Renko, you know, smokes unfiltered, whatever, right? <laughs> Takes more than enough probably drinks too much you know and his wife left him and you know it's he's married to his job well in philip kerr bernie gunther right police detective in berlin right and it turns out that he wrote a trilogy called uh, berlin noir right mm. a, a trilogy about the very early days of the germans the nazis taking mm. over germany and uh, and of course the characters he puts historical characters in there because they were all policemen at one time. Yeah. You know, Himmler and all these other guys, they were cops initially or lawyers, so they knew him when, right? Yeah. And yeah. and they always put up with Bernie because he tells the truth <laughs> and he doesn't care who he hurts. <laughs> and he tells the truth, right? So, but yeah, I'm reading that. Um, it's Prussian Blue, I think, is the new one. Awesome. Um, okay. What else am I reading? Um, I'm reading a historical book about this is the interwar period, right? After mm -hmm. World War One, 
oh, and wow. you know you had the empires collapsing the ottoman empire mm -hmm. and, you know uh and the greeks and the turks were fighting for possession and whole populations were moving left and right mm -hmm. and the town of smyrna in uh greece was taken over by the turks and they set the wow. place on fire and there was a huge holocaust of mm -hmm. death of people and stuff like that and the united states happened to have ships destroyers you oh, know wow. and the commodore didn't want to get involved <laughs> you know all these people are burning up right in front of their eyes oh, and he's yeah. like, oh no no don't try to save anybody it's like what the hell right <laughs> how can you watch but it's yeah. how can you watch right yeah but it turns out that one of the commanders of the destroyers was an actual war war hero and he's like i, I don't care what you say i'm doing it you yeah. know i'm uh, gonna save these people so wow you know so it's an interesting story and it, of course it's tragic you know but what, what was the title? history um do you remember if you don't remember that's okay i don't remember the title honestly no worries. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna track it we'll down try, yeah, we'll figure sure. it out with you and then we're gonna put it we're doing a goodreads list so all the okay. books we talked about on the podcast today all the things you mentioned mm -hmm. we're gonna make a little goodreads list uh so and we'll way, talk about how yeah so that way if someone has you know has an inspiration something you've mentioned they want to read right. or something down the road they can always there's always a place where they can find it and so we're excited to, to have that as i'm a, reading a book on option. salt 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 whoa why bob salt. yeah <laughs> what <laughs> you know you would think it's because people will take these you know small things and and do us write a book on them it's boring <laughs> I'm I'm gonna finish it, but it's one of those books where you read it for a while and then you put it down and you pick up an yeah. Elmore Leonard or a yeah Philip Kerr or yeah. Martin Cruz Smith or something like that. And awesome. uh, but yeah, it's boring. But then if someone walks in asking about salt, you'll have it. You'll absolutely. Have it ready. You'll know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Bob, <laughs> I got to ask you a question. Are you ready for today's bonus question? No. No? <laughs> okay, let's no, just close out this show. It's been real good. Um, all right, here's the bonus question. Okay. You're the proprietor of a bookstore. You have seen, logged, led people to, recommended mm -hmm. probably thousands and thousands of books. So here's today's bonus question. When's the last time... You talked about a book with which you were merely familiar as if you had already read it. Oh, God. What was the title of the book? <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, somebody asked me for Soroyan the other day. Yeah. William Soroyan. Yeah. I was like, well, I think we've got some. And I walked over and we had a half a dozen books up there. Of course, we didn't have the book that the young lady wanted. And I said, so what was the title of the book? She said, it's a short story. I said, well, it's not going <laughs> to, they're not going to make a book out yeah. of a short story, right? And uh, she said, well, if you ever find it, you know, Tiffany's mm -hmm. Tiger or some something mm -hmm. like that. And I said, well, I'll keep my eye open for it. Yeah. But, wow. but yeah, yeah. People, people ask, people will ask about authors and John, is it John Barthamy? Yeah. Yeah. 
Bartleme. I don't know how you Bartleme, pronounce it. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I have the I have the reader's curse of recognizing so many words that I don't know how to say. <laughs> but I've read his stories. Yes, yes, and you like them. <laughs> I like them. They're great. <laughs> Some of my favorite literature. <laughs> Someone said to me one time. Uh, she said, "So, what do you think about uh, Guy de Montpassant?" And I said. I think he's got a pretty name. <laughs> I oh said, and, and down here in the South, we call him Guy. <laughs> That's great. Well, on that note, we yes, just want to say a big thanks to Bob. And yeah. we wanted to let you know, too, this is all recorded live in Atlanta Vintage Books. Mm-hmm. And if you come down and say, Tim and Ian sent you, mm-hmm. Bob will give you, for the month of June, Bob will give you a 10% discount off your order mm-hmm. here at Atlanta Vintage Books. So stop in yeah. and But you gotta say to... Tim and Ian, not Ian and Uh-oh. Tim. Yeah, I'm just a second wheel That's here, That's right, Tim is the, <laughs> he's the honcho, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Well, thanks, well, guys, hey, I I had fun. Bob, yeah, this we is did great. Too. We will, you'll have to definitely come back and uh, regale us with more, more stories from Atlanta Vintage Books. This has been awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much. It's You're always welcome. a pleasure. You're welcome. Before we, we're going to close out uh, really quick. Before we do, we just wanted to give you a couple uh, ways you can connect with us and reach out to us. Um, obviously, subscribe to the podcast however you can. You know, of course, there's the iTunes, Pocket Cast. There's so many different ways. But do that. Leave a rating on iTunes. Review us. And I guess we're one episode in. But go just, ahead and give us five stars. Yeah, five yeah. stars. I mean, I feel like don't even yeah. think about it. <laughs> but um, obviously, we have uh, we're working on. We've got a website up. Um, what are you reading? Podcast.com. Also, there is a Facebook page at facebook.com slash what are you reading podcast and uh, you can even just t- search what are you reading or what are you reading podcast it should come up pretty uh, pretty easily and like us there and that's another place where we'll kind of let you know when we've posted a new episode we also have a Goodreads group and this is one of those I'm actually very excited about this uh, if you're on Goodreads if you're not on Goodreads I highly recommend getting, I almost use Goodreads more than Facebook I mean it's just a great place for you can add friends of yours you know I feel like Facebook there's a lot of acquaintances a lot of people you don't really know that you kind of feel pressured to add but uh goodreads i feel like it's just your just your friends almost and uh you could see what they're reading what they like what they recommended and we have a group there it's just called what are you reading and um there we'll we will also create a bookshelf where you can see books that we've talked about which i'm i'm really really excited about and then of course we have email what are you reading podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from any of you anything you recommend we'd love to hear about too yeah. What are you reading? Yes. What are so, you reading? <laughs> let us know. And thank you so much for listening. See you in a couple weeks or hear you in a couple weeks or you will hear us in a couple weeks. Yeah. We'll talk to you what? in a couple weeks when yeah. we want to get in touch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know. No, thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time, I'm Tim. And I'm Ian. And I'm Bob. <laughs>